0: Hey there! Welcome to Sports Planning, the podcast where we provide an entertaining and critical lens to sports issues. Last weekend, Kenya Sevens was relegated from the World Rugby Seven Series after being a core team for the last 20 years. What does this mean? What is a core team and how did Kenya even get to be one? When and how did Kenya even end up with the big boys in the World Rugby Seven Series? And what is that? And what does relegation from this series mean? For the team that has elevated brand kenya to global standards what is next for kenya sevens and what do they need to do to get back to global status in this week's episode that's what i will talk about so let's dive right into it to understand what really happened and the magnitude of it i think it is important to lay some background information such as What it takes for a sport to be an olympic sport and how this was one of the very many writings on the wall that kenyans missed and how in my opinion it is one reason that has not been talked about in the mainstream discussion of kenya's relegation it is if i could say one of the many devils in the details i will also explain and simplify every important issue that rugby connoisseurs in kenya have raised issues that i contacted mr njanga and Mutua Mutuku who are rugby enthusiasts so as to understand the implications of the relegation and why it is such a big deal. First, it is important to note that rugby as a sport was played or is played by 15 people on the pitch, 15 players on each side. However, It has evolved and while the 15 player version is still there, what is gaining ground and is arguably more popular is the rugby sevens, which as you guessed it, it is played by seven players on its side. Because of the popularity of the rugby sevens, it is now the version that is also played in the Olympics. For a sport to be an Olympic sport, there needs to be many boxes it has to tick and there's a whole lobbying process for it to be an Olympic sport. For example, sports such as F1 they're not, it's not in the Olympics because really it is a motor-powered. Sports such as cricket is also not an Olympic sport because one, the popularity is not that great and two, the infrastructure such as the field where one pitch is dedicated to cricket alone makes it hard for the International Olympics Committee to adopt it because of sustainability concerns. So even the International Olympics Committee care about sustainability issues. So, in the context of rugby, the sevens version was adopted as an Olympic sport because of its popularity. The adoption of the rugby sevens as an Olympic sport is as recent as the 2016 Olympics. However, a sport also has to be practiced by women and men, and the committee that adopts a sport the Olympic program is very keen on gender equality. Now... The World Rugby Union, which oversees the HSBC World Rugby 7 Series, the tournament which Kenya was relegated from, decided that the tournament had to match the Olympic format. What does this mean? In the Olympics, only 12 countries participate in rugby. This is 12 countries representing men and 12 on the women's side. So this had implications for the World Rugby 7 Series, which Kenya played in. The series had 16 teams, 15 of which were core teams, and kenya was among the core teams and one which would participate as an invitational team but because the league had to downsize to match the olympics format it meant that three teams had to get relegated from the world rugby 7 series the world rugby 7 series is an annual tournament that brings together teams from all over the world to compete and it consists of several tournaments held in different locations and countries across the world before the World Rugby Union adopted the Olympic format, it was played in 10 different locations and they were named. the tournaments were named alongside where they were played. For example, London Sevens, Paris Sevens, Singapore Sevens, Hong Kong Sevens, Cape Town Sevens, and so on and so forth. But now, because they have to adopt the Olympic format, they also have reduced the series to seven. To seven locations it's no longer 10 locations the world rugby union said this change is meant one to ensure gender equality because now even the women's side will have 12 teams and both the men's and women's core teams will be earning the same amount of money they also did this to ensure that the sport is more popular and that more people across all genders will have a chance to play the reason they downgraded the series from 10 locations to seven is also sustainability concern, which all these boxes they are trying to abide by what an Olympic sport should abide by. Now to facilitate this change the men's side and to make it effective, it meant that teams had to be relegated as I said. How was this done? The 15th team was relegated automatically. The team that scored the lowest points in the series was relegated automatically. And the other three teams ranked from 12 to 14, that is position 12, 13 and 14, had to play a playoff tournament. Kenya was in position 13. And so at the London Sevens, they had to fight to stay as a core team, that is to remain with the big boys, such as New Zealand in the World Rugby Seven series. And so in the playoffs, they had to face Canada and Uruguay, which were with Kenya in the World Rugby Sevens as, as core teams. And they also had to play tonga which won the challenger series the challenger series we can call it level two of the rugby seven sport and the team that wins the challenger series can earn a spot in the big boys league but only if it wins against the bottom position teams kenya during this playoff it won all the games against it won against tonga and uruguay but they lost their final game against canada meaning they were among the four teams to be relegated from the World Rugby 7 Series. So why do I think changing the format to match the Olympic one is a devil in the detail? Because if this change was effected earlier, say in 2015, Kenya would have gotten relegated. Because in 2015, they finished position 13, the same position that they finished this year. And even in 2019, Kenya still finished position 13. Maybe they would have escaped it by winning the playoff, but I think this is a huge detail that is not being talked about. So really, it's not that they performed incredibly bad that they got legated. No. The change affected them, yes, but it's still not a justification for the loss of the core status. But you wonder even how did Kenya get to become a core team in the first place and when we were admitted as a core team let's go kenya became a core team in the 2004-2005 season kenya used to be an invitational side where they were invited as not as a core team to play against teams in the world rugby 7 series and their performances impressed the world rugby union to the point that they were elevated to become a permanent side. Best analogy I can give you here is when you invite your boys to party every day and this guy turns out to be really funny and so charming that you not only accept that he dates your girlfriend, y'all you get into an open relationship. I know I know it's not the best analogy. Anyway, Kenya became a core team and it performed really well in the years such that Shuja, the Kenya 7s team, had a cultic following in the rugby scene. Playing in the World Rugby 7 series meant the Rugby Union in Kenya, which is called the Kenya Rugby Union, got financial incentives from the World Rugby Union to facilitate Kenya's presence in the tournament and to also grow the sport in the country. And I think Mutua Mutuku illustrates it better.
1: So what is going to happen is that um there's monies that are sent from uh, international rugby board for, for the tournaments, for support of the rugby in the grassroots. All that is not going to be available. And um, it's that. that is not even the saddest part. The saddest part um, is um, many players dependent on, uh, de- used to depend on um, the exposure that used to come with the IRB series. Uh, you will um, be familiar with um, the story of Dennis Ombachi Humphrey Kayange, Colin Sinjera. The reason why Humphrey Kayange got a a job with with the national government, um, with the Olympics team, uh, as well as now being a director there at uh, Kenya Rugby Union, um, as well as one of the people who campaigned vigorously for Sevens to be an Olympic sport is because of the exposure that he got at the IRB series. Um, The reason why Mbachi is uh, cooking on TikToks is as a result of the exposure that he got from there. We have guys like uh, William Mbaka, guys who have been taking this thing and uh, they're playing this thing uh, in foreign countries like Russia. So all these people have gotten there because uh, because of the exposure that comes with international rugby. Um, border 7th circuit and uh, once that is taken away from them it means the repercussions are many and uh, you realize that the spot is not uh, is not commercial in kenya it's uh, so some of these people are with this uh, the, the, the salaries and uh, the bonuses they get as well as a few investments here and there people are able to complete paying their school fees um people are able to add on or add on to that what they are doing in the and their biasharas
0: just to get into how much platform it gave the players colin sinjara was second on the all-time highest try scorer list on the world rugby 7 series during his 16-year career with the kenya 7s team this meant he got inducted as a hall of famer in melrose in fiji which which this means is a certified greatest of all time rugby 7s player alongside many others and there is really no debate about it. Fam. The Kenya 7s team also elevated Brand Kenya and this also had financial incentives as they could easily attract sponsorship which they did from brands such as Virgin Airways, Kenya Airways, Safaricom, Spotpesa and so on and so forth. And this was because they were exposing these brands on the global stage. It was a platform also where Kenya Rugby 7's players could sell their talents and got scouted to play abroad. Relegation has reputational implications as well as financial ones. And again, Muto Mutuku it much better.
1: Uh, you also remember that um, <coughs> the players' contracts are pegged on performance. So um, if you're a senior player, um, senior plate means you play you have uh, played a number of tournaments and if you're a junior plate means you're just starting into the to get into the folder now what that means is that um, now the contracts have to be renegotiated because again we do not have a platform um, to ensure performance is there that means um the entire technical bench players contracts um, there, there will have to be a review, and uh, also because there's no money that will be coming in, so it's it's a proper strain on uh, on the players and the institution itself, and um, it also has an effect on uh, on on brands. For example, will um, the the more you're out there as a player, the more marketable you are, and the more brands will want to work with you. But now with that being taken away from you, it means. Uh, you'll have to continue digging now deep into your pockets to be able to sustain yourself.
0: Losing the core status also means Kenya's chances to participate in the Olympics have reduced or the road to the Olympics has become harder or longer. Here's why. (laughs) Rugby 7 Series was also a platform where teams could qualify to participate in the Olympics. Every sport has a different way where the athletes could qualify for the Olympics. For example, in the 100 meters race, an athlete has to clock a certain time in a race recognized by the federation in charge of athletics globally. A sport like football, teams have to participate in continental tournaments. Point is, different sports have different ways of getting the Olympics. In the rugby scenario, if you played in the world's rugby series and you finished top five, you could qualify for the Olympics. Countries that are not in this big boys league have to play their regional tournaments. So in this case of Kenya, they'll have to play in the Africa sevens, win it and then play in another tournament to earn a spot in the Olympics. So really relegation has simply made it harder for Kenya to play in the global stage even in the Olympics. But it is not eternal gloom for Kenya. They can actually return to the global stage. How? Through the Challenger Series. Remember I said that the Challenger Series is like level 2? Well, it is also like a tunnel to the World Series. But to make it to the Challenger Series, you have to be top 3 in your continent. What does this mean for Kenya? They have to win Africa 7s, which is the regional tournament for Rugby 7s team in Africa. Or they have to make it to top 3 so as to qualify for the Challenger Series. Then they have to win the Challenger Series to get admitted to the World Rugby Series. It is no mean feat. Here is why. Remember that playing in the World Rugby 7 Series meant that the core teams received money. Playing in Africa 7s now means the onus is on the Rugby Union in Kenya, the KRU, to find ways to get that money. And this is by looking for sponsors. But remember getting sponsors is hard now because the team no longer has the exposure it had on the global stage. This is essentially when a job is telling you you need experience to get the job, but to get the experience you need the job. It's tricks. It is also hard because the players will not be playing against the best of the best. Iron sharpens iron and Kenya 7 team now won't be playing with the sharpest iron, so they probably will not be at their best even if they qualify for the Challenger Series. It will be like that village boy who gets 380 marks in KCPE gets admitted to a national school only to find out that there are real smart men out there and will have to pull himself by the bootstrap. There are reasons why Kenya got legated and the feeling is that it was going to happen. For example, well-known and experienced players in the rugby 7s team like William Barker retired from playing for the team because of unpaid allowances. There was mismanagement at the top of the Kenya rugby union which impacted Kenya's performance on the pitch. The politics of it all has been covered extensively in mainstream media and I will attach a story by Kari Baraka who wrote a revealing piece on the boardroom politics in the union which really disenfranchised the team. My goal though was to explain why the World Rugby Series and the cost was such a huge thing for Kenya and I hope I did it. I could not have done it without the help of Njanga who was an amazing soundboard, and Mutua Motuku, who took his time to even share the voice notes with me. My name is Stephanie Nde. thanks for listening. If you have comments and feedback, please follow me on Twitter at wa-day and Instagram at Wadoslay and leave me a message. And please subscribe to this podcast, share the link, and leave a review. Thank you. Until next time.